Welcome to another amazing episode of the Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Okay, welcome everyone to another very exciting episode of Path to Podcast Success. I have a guest here with me today that I am very excited about. I think this is going to be a pretty fun interview. I don't know. I just think this is going to be fun. Kirsten Smith, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course, of course. So I like to start off in the same place with all my guests. And that is by making sure that everyone listening is on the same page and they have the context they need to get the most they can out of this conversation. So for those people, go ahead and tell us, what is it that you do? Um, I work primarily after 11 years owning a brick and mortar gym here in Houston. Um, I now work virtually with women and we focus on mindset, nutrition, and exercise. Okay. So you had the brick and mortar gym. And then you decided to make the transition. So what uh, What changed? What caused? Oh, Lord have mercy. So <laughs> uh, number one, I mean, COVID obviously right. was not a great time to be in the gym industry, right? Um, so that, that was an interesting thing to navigate for sure. Um, you know, we went through, my husband and I opened this gym in 2011. And in 2012, our first child was born and I had a kid about every other year for the better part of a decade. So we've got four little kids now. Um, So there was a lot of time that kind of, he took a more active role in the business and, you know, I was a little bit more at home kind of holding things down here, doing a lot of the administrative and some of the back end stuff for the business. Um, but you know, realistically, we we grew it to a point where it it wasn't really a passion anymore. We had staff in place, and it was running smoothly. And I think that you know we made the mistake that a lot of people make when you when you transition, you know, from working in the business to working on the business. We stopped driving the culture. Mm. And to be honest, you know, COVID, the events in 2020, COVID was probably the least problematic because we're in Texas, you know, we weren't closed for a very long time. Um, but all of the social upheaval with George Floyd and black lives matter caused a lot of social upheaval at the gym. And, you know, for the 10 years prior to that, it had always been, this is kind of the place that you come to escape from those things in life, right? We don't bring those things into the gym with us. And, not being there on the day-to-day basis and really making sure that that mission and core values were still part of the day-to-day operations ended up really biting us in the ass. Um, It just, you know, the culture kind of sucked 
it, it wasn't really fun anymore. And it was right. just time to, to move on to the next chapter. You know, we had, we'd acquired a lot of real estate. And so this year I told my husband, you are now retired. You're a full-time real estate investment and I'm going online only. Okay. Nice. And that was this year you said? Yeah. We sold earlier this year. Wow. Okay. Well, Hey, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> on to bigger and better things now. Exactly. That's awesome. So it sounds like, I mean, you had the skills in place, right? From working in the gym to be able to like, cause there are a lot of coaches out there, a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs where like, you know, they may not have as much experience beforehand. And so it sounds like you did. It sounds like you had a pretty good foundation. How did you find the transition from like brick and mortar to, to purely online? We had an overlap for a while. Mm. So while we still had the brick and mortar gym, um, you know, I had had kind of my own journey being a woman, having four kids dealing with, you know, sort of the body image issues, weight gain, making the same mistakes over and over and over again. And then wondering why I wasn't making progress. Um, you know, it kind of just started as a little bit of a passion project for me because, you know, here we found ourselves 2020, everybody's gyms are closed. What can I do to work out? So I ended up, you know, just initially wanting to kind of serve. So I made a Facebook group, invited all the ladies that I knew and just started posting workouts that people could do with, you know, no equipment, minimal equipment at their homes. And from there, just kind of things grew a little bit. And I started thinking like, I could actually build a business out of this. Um, Now I'm not great. Admittedly, when you work with your spouse, Sometimes it can be extremely difficult to take constructive feedback from your spouse so that you don't make unnecessary mistakes. I'm not great at that. I will admit it. Um, <laughs> no one really is, I feel like. I, I think you're right. You're, you're not you're right. alone. Yes. So, you know, my husband has worked for years coaching gym owners. So he leads a mastermind for a Canadian company that specializes in coaching micro gyms. And he gave me some pointers and, you know, I listened to some, I did not listen to others. I made plenty of mistakes. I, you know, I had low ticket offers brought me low ticket problems and, you know, I did it for a few months and I was kind of like, you know what? I just can't figure this out. Forget it. And I had kind of resigned myself to just going in a full-time real estate as well. Um, and I had my real estate license. I was doing some deals and I just, I had this thing in the back of my head where I was like, there's, there's something here. Don't completely bail on it. And luckily, you know, we, we joined apex, joined a mastermind, got plugged in with some, some great people. And I was a little bit more willing, probably a little more receptive to some of the feedback that I got from coaches there to really put the right framework into place. Right. Yeah, yeah, but it can be so, tricky, right? Just because you've been in an industry doesn't mean that like you're going to carry over well. Exactly. And I feel like there's also, I mean, we all have to make our own mistakes, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you see, I mean, there's a ridiculous amount of content online to help people, you know, start and grow a business. But at the same time, every single business owner I've ever talked to has had plenty of struggles. So it's like, well, you know, if you could just look up those problems and avoid them online, like, why does everyone still have the struggles? Because, I mean, as human beings, we still need to do it ourselves. You know what I mean? Each of, each of us has to figure it out on our own and do it. 
You know what I mean? So it's cool then that you decided you were going to stick with it and do it. And I know Apex is a really great group. Um, I'm not part of it myself, but I've interviewed a bunch of people from Apex. And so having a community like that to, to rely on and to have support from makes a huge difference. Invaluable. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. So tell, so like why, why this then? So why, why this side of it? You know, why, why, so you made the transition to working online. You knew you didn't want to work in the gym anymore or have the brick and mortar. You know, you you didn't want to do just full-time real estate. So why, why, uh, why this? I found, you know, there's a need in the marketplace. So I came off of my personal experience and struggles that I had. And then, you know, kind of my experience over, you know, 10 plus years in the gym, seeing people that maybe would, we started off as a CrossFit gym, right? So people start off like real energized and they'd come in and they'd CrossFit for a while and, you know, maybe get a little bit religious about their, their diet sometimes, right? For a long time, it was all paleo. You got to eat paleo if you're in the CrossFit world. Right. And, um, most women, right. I'm not saying all, but a lot of us, we work out or we watch what we eat because honestly, we want to look good naked. We want to feel confident in a bathing suit. If we're running around, we're on vacation. Like we just, we want to feel like we look good, right? Wise to so, men too, or at least me, so I can definitely right. relate. Now, some people will say like, oh, I go crazy if I can't work out. Like I'm all about that cardiovascular health. Like sure, sure, sure. Okay. But ultimately we all want to look good naked. Like let's be so, real, you know, it's like <laughs> health is a big part of it too. But I mean, most people are fairly healthy mm-hmm. generally anyway, right? It's like, I feel like for a lot of people, a big driving factor is definitely like, how do I look? You know what I mean? Exactly. So we want those aesthetic goals, you know, and I would, I would see women who were working out really, really hard and they were sticking to, let's say a diet, we'll use some air quotes there. And they would wonder why they couldn't really like build the body that they wanted. Right. Well, essentially there wasn't a lot of like, I'm going to set a goal for what I want and I'm going to formulate my plan and then I'm going to work the plan to get my goal. There was a lot of just, I'm going to take it and throw it against the wall and see what sticks. And maybe I'm not being productive, but I'm being very busy with my fitness. Right. And then here they are maybe eating guacamole by the buttload with sweet potato chips. And they're like, but it's fine. It's paleo. Right. And so not ultimately like getting the body that they want, getting frustrated, then maybe quitting. And then like, I see them years later and same kind of stuff, right? Not making any progress. So that bothers me. I don't like that. I want to see people win. And, you know, I really, I started to just identify that it's difficult for moms in particular. I work with a lot of moms to figure out how to prioritize themselves. Mm. So I work with a lot of wives of entrepreneurs. They have a really, really hard time, right? Because entrepreneurs, when you've got a husband that's an entrepreneur, he's so involved in in his baby, right? In building a business and the sacrifices that you know the family has to make. Well, he gets the kind of the little wins that go along with being an entrepreneur, right? When you got client wins, you can pull levers, you can increase revenue, you get like a little exhilarating burst of dopamine. But if you've got a wife and young kids at home, she's not getting any of that, right? She's making the sacrifices 
to build the business for this phase of your life. And if you're not careful, there can really be like a personal development gap that grows. And it's easy for a lot of women to feel kind of left behind. Like they don't have the time and the space to do things for themselves. So I personally felt like I was in that place. And for me, it was fitness and nutrition was kind of the low hanging fruit to teach me how to set goals again. Cause I just, I ended up kind of forgetting how to do that. I didn't realize that goal setting truly is a skill. And if you don't use it, it will atrophy. Oh yeah. Because otherwise, I mean, you can set goals that are too big, at least for the short term. It's good to have big goals, right? It's good to have, you know, big, powerful goals, but it's like a lot of people, it's like, oh, I'm going to get like a rock hard six pack in like six weeks, you know, or Mm -hmm. I'm going to make six figures in 60 days. It's like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. You know, unless you're like already on the verge of doing it, then like, I don't know if that's, I hate to use the word realistic, but like, it's finding that sweet spot between like dreaming big and also being realistic. Because if you, if you dream big and are unrealistic, then when you inevitably fail, then it, it really discourages you from even continuing at all. Right. But if it's like, well, okay, I'm not going to get a six pack tomorrow, but I am going to go to the gym or I'm going to meal prep or I'm going to do this or that or this other thing. And then you do that and you succeed at it because I mean, it's kind of hard to fail at meal prepping. All you just have to do is do it, you know, like <laughs> a good. lot of people don't even make it that far though. Yeah, Right. Right. But they like, say they're going to meal prep. <laughs> right. Right. But it's a good, you know, but it's still something yeah. people can usually do. And mm-hmm. that helps like reinforce the idea that goals are positive and goals are something that you can do and actually succeed at. Whereas usually it's like people kind of fall under, I feel like the new year's resolution syndrome, you know, oh, yeah. where it's like, I'm going to do a complete 180 in my entire life. And then I'm going to go, I'm going to go from, you know, it'd be a crazy day if I did more walking than from the car to work, you know what I mean? Or from the, my bed to the kitchen to I'm going to the gym every single day. I'm mm-hmm. never going to eat a burger again in my entire life. You know what I mean? If it's, if it's not, if the food isn't green, then I'm not going to eat it. You know, exactly. Like, well, uh, spoiler alert, that's not going to work. You know, yeah, that's, that's why I also have a problem. I mean, you know, it works for some people, right? Do whatever you want. But like, for me, I'm not big on like paleo or keto or diets like that, because when you inevitably succumb to your desire for a cheeseburger, it all comes yes. crashing down. You get all the way back almost immediately. It's mm-hmm. just not fun. You know, what so I mean? this is exactly kind of what I was seeing. I experienced it personally. And then I was seeing it play out over and over again. And I realized that so much of what we do really just focuses on the fitness and the nutrition side, right? But there's this whole just tangled web of mindset stuff. That's kind of the foundation, right? It's that all or nothing thinking and that desire to think that like, because naturally we think that we have to be perfect. We got to be perfect with these diets in order to see progress, Right. But what exactly what you described is what ends up happening because this, the pressure of being perfect and sticking to keto all the time, you know, I see people do keto and I'm like, why are we training for something? Like, do you really intend to never eat carbs again? Because I'm going to eat carbs, like guarantee. Yeah, I'm going to eat some carbs. Be real. I'm eating yeah. carbs. Carbs are great. Right. And, and honestly, most people that are doing keto 
intend to eat carbs again, right? So that's where you get that kind of yo-yo thing where you can do this diet, you can cut things out of out of your lifestyle that you enjoy for a short period of time. And you can maintain it for a very short period of time, right? Where, especially if you can control the external circumstances. Yeah. So it makes everything as perfect as possible. And you probably but then have eventually, some too. Like, you mm-hmm. know, usually if you get on keto, you lose some weight. Right. You might you lose 20 keto, pounds. Right exactly. Back. Exactly. I see it all the time. I lost 20 pounds and then I went off keto and I gained 30 pounds, right? Because we don't train for like how to live life. Right. That's the biggest thing I see. People think you can just press pause because I'm going on vacation. So like, I'll pick it up again the Monday after I get back from my trip. Well, bullshit. They don't pick it up again the Monday after their trip. Right. It's you're either on or off, on or off. And so what I work with clients on is the mindset side. So instead of thinking like I'm older than you, right. I'm thinking of like my 1990s, like boom box, Instead of having like the button that you press to like hit play or pause, we have like the actual volume dial, right? From a zero to a 10. So instead of pressing pause and you go on vacation, what if maybe like in terms of nutrition, if zero is eating like things that are not even meant for human consumption, like you eat cardboard, 10 is like you eat all organic food from your own farm, like you lovingly nurtured from a seed. Like if you're living life at say a six right now, and you're going to go on vacation, what does it look like if you just moved your dial down to a four for this week? Right. Could you maintain a four just for a week? That's, you know, maybe more meals out than you normally do. And then when you get back, then the idea is we don't have to like start it up again, right? We just move that four up to a five next week. And then we move the five back up to a six. So when life gets crazy and it's hard to maintain, then we just adjust the dial instead of that like constant pause, like start, stop, start, stop. And that's but, a problem. Yeah, all that stuff's mindset. Exactly. And I think there, there's a whole other conversation that could be had too um, around this. It's like, I think for a lot of people and myself included, cause I've definitely struggled a lot with weight and, and, you know, body image and all this kind of stuff for a lot of my life. I have it under control now, but like it's something I've definitely struggled with. A lot of that comes from a lot of the marketing you see online, right? Because there are people out there who like they do, they do coaching or, or something on like keto or paleo or this or that and the other thing. And, you know, fitness coaches who aren't as good as yourself, right? Where they're like, they don't have the same philosophy. And usually those are the people who are the loudest, you know? And yeah. so you think you have to do it that way, but you realize it's like, no, it's just, you just, you know, live your life. Like, okay. Yeah. I'm not going to eat, you know, a pint of ice cream every single day. Right. I'm not going to go crazy every single day. For me, it's like, I'll eat what I want, but like, I'll be mindful about it. And it's mostly for me about keeping just my caloric intake under control and then you know weekend rolls around yeah sure i'm out with friends we see an ice cream shop we stop i get a scoop of ice cream yeah why not because it takes time to lose weight it also takes time to gain weight you don't really think about it because yes like when you're in the gym working to lose the weight like you're thinking about it but if you're home mm-hmm. i mean i could put away a whole pizza and not even really blink or think about it you know what i mean it's like you kind of black out and wake up and it's you just you ate how much you ate so like mm-hmm. yeah it feels like you gain weight in five minutes and it takes you five years to lose the weight but no it takes time and so you know you have some ice cream you have some pizza you have a few drinks on the weekend 
it's not going to wreck your progress. You know right. what I mean? It's yep. Progress over perfection all the time. Yeah. So Little wins. People with this. Yeah. I like it. I think yeah. it helps kind of so many aspects of life. Like the really fun thing to me is that I notice, like when I coach these women, they come to me specifically for usually weight loss, right? But they want the fitness and nutrition side to get that figured out, get it under control. And, you know, I kind of sneak in with the mindset stuff because I'm like, here's the issue. This is why, you know, you can't, you know, all the kale salads and like excessive cardio in the world will not fix these mindset gaps that keep tripping you up all the time. But it's so fun to watch them kind of realize because it applies to so many aspects of life that if you can just consistently do what needs to get done little by little, instead of trying to like eat that whole elephant at once. Cause that's the problem. If you've got 40 pounds that you want to lose that, that thing's like an elephant, right? What are you going to do? Where do you even start? You can Google it. And then there's a million options, right? So the idea that you can just take one little thing, like I have my clients do every other week, we do check-ins. Okay. And they're small daily actions that they set for themselves that I hold them accountable to that we do for the next two weeks. Okay. And they've got to be specific. It's not like I'm going to exercise more this week, or I really need to focus on nutrition. Like no joke, we all do, but like what measurables do we have? Like I want to go to the gym Monday, Wednesday, and Friday this week and next week. Okay. Now we're talking right? Or I'm going to eat a serving of protein with every meal this week and next week. Okay. Now we're talking. And so when they realize that like stacking those little kind of 1% incremental gains, that same concept can be applied to like every aspect of life. It creates a huge ripple effect, which is phenomenal because I kind of I watch them sort of transform which is what I love about it because it's not just like the fitness and nutrition side anymore. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think that's incredible. I mean, that's, yeah, a lot of people, I mean, that's positive goal setting, right. Is taking it a little bit at the time. Right. And that's, it's the same thing. It's Mm kind of like, I always like to, to liken it to new year's resolutions. And why they never work for anyone. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, really. I mean, that's you see like the first week in January, everyone's at the gym. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it goes back to only the few people who actually were in the gym before January, you know? Oh, yeah. I stuff. always try to go on vacation like the first week of January. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. I'll, I'll be back once everybody quits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. And it's about that mindset because you can't, you can look up online and you can look up how to lose 50 pounds. You can look up how to, create a six figure business. So why isn't everyone fit and rich? Mm-hmm. Right? Well, it's because right. of the mindset barriers because yeah, every single every human being that has access to the internet has the ability to be fit and rich. Mm-hmm. It takes a Google search, takes 5 minutes. You can look up a any a million different strategies. Just find the one that works for you and go get a six pack and go create a, you know, a six figure, seven figure business. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, you got to kind of like set your goal and then make the plan that's going to get you to your goal. And then you got to consistently work that plan. That's where people, yeah, people miss that, that last part that you are consistently day after day, grinding along and working towards your goal. Whether your goal is building a six figure business or it's to lose 30 pounds, right? Or it's, I want to get unassisted pull-ups, whatever your goal might be. Like it is all achievable, but 
you know, part of it is I'm a big believer. You have to like, you have to say them, you got to share them, you got to write them down. You've got to like get that reticular activating system turned on so that you can actually be aware of what's going on and like bring those things to you. But you also have to be practical about it, right? Like if you want to build a six figure business, like for me, building a six figure coaching business has been the same principle, right? I've got to identify what has to get done. And most of the time it's a lot of shit I don't want to do. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of like project work and things like that, that I don't want to do writing copy stuff that like, doesn't really like light me up. Right. It's like, that's how people feel about meal prep. I don't really want to meal prep. Well, like I don't really want to reconcile my numbers at the end of the month. Right. But to be a good business owner, I got to know my numbers. Right. If you want to accomplish your, your weight loss goal, you're probably going to have to meal prep some and doing those things consistently, 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 not just like, Oh, I did it once. So I'm going to call it good. Like that's what ultimately is going to get you to your goal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because that's, I mean, having that mindset and being consistent, I mean, yeah, that is the key because again, I mean, anyone can look it up online and do it, but the, the, like the strategies, you know, that's definitely the, not the biggest piece of it because again, the strategies are easy to figure out. It's actually yeah. being able to stick with it and have a mm-hmm. positive mindset to do it. I love it. That's incredible. Kirsten, I think we could probably talk about all of this for hours, but I want to make sure I respect your time and the time of our listeners. So I want to thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing all of this. For people who are interested in you and in your work, where can they find out more about you? You can find me on all the socials. That's usually the best way. Um, shoot me a DM. I am the Kirsten Smith on Instagram. Um, I have a book on Amazon. If you want to read about me, kind of how I learned all of this stuff. Um, it's called confessions of an unhappy housewife, how I changed my bullshit stories to create a life I love. And you can also find me at kirstensmith.com. It's K I R S T I N. Most people misspell that one. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Kirsten, for coming on the podcast. I highly encourage everyone listening to check all of that out um, because I think this is some incredible work you're doing. So thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So again, thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.